Hello everyone, I hope you are having a good evening, a good morning, or a good night. This is Godly Divine, again with another recording. That's going to make you go, hmm, it's going to make you think. It's going to make you go deep, deep within you. And that's where the kingdom of God is, within you. Today's topic will be Lucifer. Lucifer is the name that many have taught for years about Lucifer being an angelic worship leader in heaven who fell, becoming the devil or Satan, while taking down with him third of the angels. This Lucifer was first off all the kind of tower historically. Let me repeat this again. This Lucifer was first of all the king of Tyre historically. What we actually find in Ezekiel 28 and Isaiah 14 is that Lucifer points to Adam in the garden. It gives a description of his coverings denoting beautiful jewels and actually states that he was in the Garden of Eden. It also says that he was a man, not an angel. Adam fell in consciousness when he thought and believed that he could do something to be like Father God. When he already was in the image and after the likeness of Father God. Therefore, Lucifer represents Adam in the Garden of Eden. Now, what do the one-third of angels denote which fell with Lucifer? The one-third of the angels simply denote that when we embraced religious concepts or a false message, angels denotes a message. Believing the religious lie, one-third of our being fell into a lower awareness or consciousness. We did not automatically fall in Adam, but when we embraced religious teachings, we fell into an awareness which was exactly what Adam did on his own. Adam's identity did not change, but his awareness was all that changed. His changed awareness was then projected out of his life as death. Now concerning the one-third of angels which fell according to the scripture, we for example are comprised of spirit, soul, awareness, and body. One-third of ourselves, which is our awareness, experienced a fall into religious thinking. It was it must be noted that we came here upright rather than in Adam. So this fall in awareness was our own doing, just as it was Adam himself own undoing. Though the one man Adam sin entered the world, but death came upon all mankind as a whole, when man himself by himself individually embraced the lie according to Romans 5 verse 12. Colossians 121 states that we were alienated and enemies of Father God only in our minds.
Therefore, Lucifer was not an angelic worship leader in heaven which fell, becoming the devil, taking one third of the angels down with him. Lucifer is symbolic of Adam in the Garden of Eden, who simply chose to embrace who chose to embrace a lie. That's all it is. Adam chose to embrace a lie. Now many of you might be thinking, where am I coming from this? Or where am I getting this information from? Well, it's all in the Bible. It's all in the Bible. We did not automatically fall in Adam. But when we embraced religious teachings, we fell into an awareness which was exactly what Adam did on his own. Adam's identity did not change, but his awareness was all that changed. His awareness was then projected out of his life as death. Remember that, okay? Now concerning the one third of the angels which fell according to scripture, we, for example, are comprised of spirit, a soul, awareness, and a body. So, we were upright, we were holy, we were righteous, we were in the nature of God. But in our own minds, Paul always states change the way you think in these things think repenting means to change your mind that's what repenting is so therefore Lucifer was not an angelic worship leader in heaven which fell Okay. Lucifer is symbolic of Adam in the Garden of Eden, who simply chose to embrace a lie about himself, causing himself to fall into a corrupt awareness. The awareness is a projector, which eventually projected death into his body. Let us choose. Well, let us choose to live from the tree of life, subjectively experiencing all that we are in as Christ. Not that we are Father God, not that we are Christ, but we are as Christ. Just like your son or your daughter is like you, we are sons and daughters of God. Father God is our Father and we are as He is. Some of our children have our eyes. Some of our children have our nose. Some of our children, we look like twins. Well, guess what? It's the same thing with you and Father God. You can be a son. You can be a daughter. But you are as your heavenly father. 
There's no difference in them. The only difference is that he is sovereign. He is the fullness of himself. But yet the word states that we have the full deity of God in bodily form, which is within us. Isn't that wonderful? It's beautiful. The old way was done away. Father God in Christ came through Jesus of Nazareth to teach the new way of thinking or repenting. A new way of believing. A new way of uniting us in oneness unto Father God in the heart, which is our spirit and our mind. The old way of following physical laws, attempting to learn or become righteous unto God, is passed away. The new way of righteousness by faith in Christ has come. And it has been here since 70 AD. The old physical material city of Father God, which is physical Jerusalem, is now become the new spirit dwelling place of Father God, which is within the heart and mind of his children. We are the dwelling places of Father God. We are his abodes. We are his houses. We are his churches. The Old Testament physical material temple is past. The new spiritual temple, which is mankind dwelling places of Father God's truth, is come. The Old Testament laws of physical actions, attempting to earn righteousness unto Father God, with physical laws, water baptisms, Sabbath day rituals, etc., etc., are now become the new spirit baptism, spirit truth in oneness with Father God every day. Christ is the Sabbath rest from Father God. No physical rituals, no day to keep it holy. Is Christ in you the hope of glory? And only believe Christ in you, the hope of glory. All old way physical things of religious ceased. And behold, now all things became new through spirit truth from Father God. Christ is the way, the truth to unite in oneness with Father God. Perfect union with Father God came in Christ, Holy Spirit truth given from our Heavenly Father. Old, physical, self-performing things through laws, rules, etc., rituals, have passed away. And behold, all things, Christ's truth, became new spirit, righteousness, holiness, redeemed, sanctified, truth unto God. Doing Christ's truth is believing Christ unto oneness with Father God. Obeying Christ's truth is believing Christ's truth from Father God. Following Christ is believing Christ. Walking in spirit is living by His faith or believing the righteousness that Christ says you are unto Father God 
with no efforts. You don't have to jump hoops. You don't have to give a thousand dollars to receive your healing. You don't have to give your houses to receive your healing. You don't have to give your lands to receive your healing. Especially if you're trying to give these lands and this money and and these uh, houses or these cars to the Vatican or to the Pope or all these Catholic churches and not just them. You also have the Jesuits that have agents. Um, I, I call them agents. They go to their houses, especially the elderly women. They go to their houses when their husband has passed away and they make them sign everything to the Jesuits, everything to the Catholic churches so they can be right with God. No. If you're an elderly lady that your husband has passed away, if you want to give that land or that house or that car to a family instead of them, You're not doing it because you're going to receive healing or you're going to be right with God or because you're going to go to heaven. You're going to do it because you won't be able to take it with you. So you pass it on to somebody else. You give it out of your cheerful heart to somebody else. Don't give it to them. Don't give it to the Jesuits or the Catholics or the Vatican because all they're going to do, all they're going to do is take over and they're going to make money out of it. Spirit baptism is a metaphysical picture of washing away of sin from the mind by the water of the words of Christ or believing Christ unto the cleansing of sin from your heart and mind. I'm going to go back to the elderly. Ladies, you don't have to give anything to be right with God. You don't have to give up your life savings to receive your healing. If you want your healing, Christ said, get up, take up your bed, and walk. That's all Jesus said. Jesus never said, give me a thousand dollars and receive your healing. He only said, get up, take up your bed, and walk. When the elderly lady touched the hem of his garment, Jesus Christ said, who touched me? And then he said, woman, your faith has made you whole. So I tell you today, Anyone that is seeking, seeking healing for their bodies, always know that you are already whole because the health of Father God is within you. The completeness of God is already within you because of Christ. You have been redeemed from the foundation of the world. You've been sanctified from the foundation of the world. You don't have to give anything of your belongings to be right with God or to go to heaven. You are already in heaven. 
the only reason why our bodies give up on this earth is because we have not come into the union into the union of believing of what God has done in Christ we have a lot of divisions we have Pentecostal apostolics we have Catholics we have all different Baptists we have all types of religions and that's the only reason why we still that's why our bodies still die because we have not discerned the Lord's body in each and every one of us if we all thought the same thing if we all had the same mind of Christ healing will not be something that you're seeking for healing will be something that you already have and it'll manifest and I believe healing manifests not because you give $1,000 or $10,000 or $20,000 or you give the houses or lands or cars to these evil people that are greedy, especially the Vatican, especially the Jesuits. No, you receive your healing because God, Father God in you, in Christ has made your body whole don't believe these doctors believe what you have the fullness of God of or the fullness of deity in you already and it says in the word that the same spirit that rose Christ from the dead is the same spirit that will be within you and change your bodies to his glorious bodies. And if you believe that. You meditate on that. Your healing will be full. Your healing will be complete. And your body will be whole. Don't listen to these pastors that say. You got to give me a thousand dollars. Five thousand dollars. Twenty thousand dollars to receive your healing. Don't believe that. That's just lies. And all that information comes from the tree of knowledge of good and evil. You're not supposed to be receiving that information. Or intaking that information into you. You're supposed to be feeding from the tree of life. Which is Christ. Which is Father God. Which is His Spirit within you. You feed from that Spirit. And believe me. If you feed that you are whole you will get healed you will receive your healing and it could be right now right now you will receive your healing once you start thinking that you are whole you are complete don't worry about what your body is saying don't worry about the, what the doctor is saying worry about what Father God and Jesus Christ has already told you. You are in the beloved. You are loved by God. You are his son. You are his daughter. Receive the healing now. Don't listen to these other pastors. that want your money. Because of their greed. 
these pastors will soon die out mm -hmm. because people will be tested in their faith and I believe that faith will win because it is not the faith that we have to believe what we believe it is his faith that make us believe that we already whole we are already complete we are already a finished product we are already a finished house we are already a finished church. We are already a finished abode of Father God. And where He is, His nature is. And right now, I know that Father God is within you because of Christ's Spirit is within you and them both in you and your Holy Spirit will make your body whole. Will make you realize once you realize that you are complete, whole, your healing starts coming in. Or you just get healed just miraculously. It's a miracle. Do you think that Jesus Christ told this man, get up and take up your bed and walk and then receive something from him? No. He didn't even lay hands on him. He just told him, get up and walk. Take up your bed. Well, I'm going to tell you tonight. Meditate on this. Take up your bed. And walk. And that man was made whole. That man was made whole. Think that you are whole. And your body will be made whole. Because Jesus Christ... Made that man realize that he was whole. Because he told him, get up and take up your bed and walk. And guess what? He did just that and he started walking. Same thing as you. So those who worship Father God in Christ's truth must worship in the spirit of his truth that was given. None physical interpretation of all scripture. Father God is spirit, and to find Father God is to find the spirit of his truth given. And all that is found within you. The kingdom of God is within you. So let those who have ears to hear, let them hear what the spirit is saying. In all New Testament scripture that has been presented to you. If you are sick tonight, I pray that God will make you realize. That will make you realize that you are whole. You are complete. You are a finished product of Father God. Don't believe pastors that ask for your money, for your land. Don't believe the Vatican that asks for your money and your land. Don't believe the Jesuits that want to take your money and your land and your houses and your belongings trust in Father God believe in Father God believe and meditate that you are whole you are complete 
it is amazing how religiously upbringing has reinforced lies. I'm weary of the constant barrage of falsely presented scriptures being religiously regurgitated to reinforce sin unto Father God based on laws of sins being broken. Teaching sin unto Father God is totally anti-Christ. Christ came to take away sin, not to reinforce laws of sin for those who follow the Torah. Because the Torah is a knowledge of sin. The tree of, of knowledge of good and evil. But the current religious sin teachers who have been taught sin-believing by previous religious sin-believers which caused both to remain in the same pit of sin, believing darkness that their predecessors were in. All these are religiously looking for some future judgment from Father God based on how they have been acting physically in this life. Totally unaware that if they actually were judged by Father God per how they acted, they would be doomed to some sort of hell punishment. Ladies and gentlemen, If you believe in hell, you will be afraid to pass on. But if you believe in Father God, that you are in the Beloved, you are the righteousness of God, you are His holiness, you are everything as He is, then you will not have fear and will understand that as we die, or as the body is laid down, because I don't believe we die, People who have called it, oh, he died, oh, he passed away, oh, he, 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 you know, uh, his death came by or whatever. That's a lie. I believe he was just birthed into the natural living quarters of Father God. Even though we are in this body, I know that his spirit or the spirit that rose Christ from the dead, it will change this body in this earth. I believe so because I believe it. But nobody is sent for sinless unto Father God based on how they act physically. Father God does not judge actions of sin. Father God in Christ has past tense judged us all as righteous unto Him. Those continuing to believe in sin are just fools that deny Christ to remain living in their own self judged sins pure religious ignorance that is the total opposite of what Jesus Christ taught Jesus never even even on time judged anyone in sin Jesus said to sin believing Jews or the lost sheep to repent or change their minds from sin believing to father God's righteousness truth Jesus told them to be born again by renewing their minds from sin believing to Christ's pure righteousness truth from Father God. We must put on the righteousness of the righteousness of the mind of Christ. Let allow his righteous mind be in your mind. Father God dwells in the midst or in the minds of religious of righteous believers, not believers of sin or religious believers of sin. Father God in Christ's truth does not judge physical actions as sin 
or not sin. Christ's truth redeemed believers of sin from their sin lies they believed. The sin, all, all sin it is, is just a mistaken identity. That's all it is. Mistaken identity creates actions that people or religious people call sins. But you are the righteousness of God. Even though we sometimes do things that we're not supposed to, we're the righteousness of God. Because Christ's truth redeemed believers of sin from their sin lies they believed. Only sin believers have self-judged themselves into sin and others in sin based on how they see them act. But Father God does not see sin, judge sin, or even remember sin. No sin judged from Father God per Christ's truth. Father God is truth. Sin unto Father God is a religious lie. Truth cannot dwell in a mind of sin or lies. Father God cannot dwell in the mind full of full of sin lies now I will get a large response from sinners or sin unto Father God believers parroting scriptures that to them judge in sin but they do not take the time to look up Greek words and study to show themselves as approved or sinless unto or by Father God the just or the righteous shall live by faith. Believe Christ unto righteousness and live forevermore in perfect union with Father God. This is Christ's truth that was given. Until then, I will come back with another powerful word that will make you go, hmm. Am I seeing this the wrong way? Am I believing the wrong thing? I can tell you for a fact that when Paul told those Galatians, Who has bewitched you? You started out perfect in spirit and ended up trying to be perfect in the flesh. Stop partaking from the tree of knowledge of good and evil and begin or start partaking of the tree of life. Repent, which is change the way you think. Even pause it, of these things think. Think of those things. Think on them. And your body will start changing little bit by little bit. If you're sick, your healing is there. Because I can see you all. Even though I'm behind this audio, I see every man and woman, children, every single one. I see them whole. I see them complete. I see them righteous. I see them holy. I see him redeemed. I see him sanctified. I see them as God sees himself. A righteous and holy God. That's the way I see every man and woman. Be blessed. 
and be whole. Be complete. Because that's what you are. Because of Christ and Father God. Father God through Christ has made you whole, holy, and righteous. May you have a good night. May you have a good evening. May you have a good morning. I don't know what time you're listening to this, but I pray as I speak with God, I pray that the words that you're listening to as I speak, your baby will jump in joy and you will get out that bed and start thanking God for your healing. I love you all. And I wish you all the wonderful things of God to become truth in your life. Bye-bye. Hello, I've come to you with another awesome word. I hope you receive this to your heart. Well, first of all, it has to change your mind, which means you have to repent on the way you think. Repenting is not what the religious has taught you to do. Repent every day. Repenting means just a change of mind. So, just a little secret I'm going to tell you. When you repent, your way of thinking is different. You see the goodness of God in everything. You don't see the good and evil, which is the fruit of the tree of life of good and evil. You only see the fruit of the tree of life, which is the goodness of Father God in you, in your neighbor, those that surround you, those that you see on television, even though they do evil things. They do evil things because they are not awakened to the truth of who they are in Christ Jesus. So tonight, this podcast is Be Set Free. I pray that this word will come in as a seed into your mind, be planted into the fertile ground of your heart, which is your spirit man, and then you manifest that freedom. So, be set free tonight. Jesus preached repentance, which is change your way of thinking. The journey of Israel is a picture of this change. Every crossing speaks of transition in thinking, in awareness, comprehension, or understanding. To transition into promised land thinking is to understand who you were created to be before Adam fell from his awareness by partaking of the lies. 
Father God never changed his perception of us. We changed. Or let's just say Adam changed his perception of Father God. He changed it. In his mind, he thought he was apart, separate from God. That was in his mind, and that's why Father God asked him, where are you? Father God knew where Adam was, but Adam thought, in his mind, believing the lies, he was separate from God, and he wasn't. Mankind changed their understanding and perception of themselves because they believed the lies of religiosity just as Adam did after the fall, thus losing the awareness of who they were in Father God. Father God created mankind in his nature, in his essence, in his beauty, and provided mankind with all they needed to live the life they were created for to live right from within mankind or within themselves or within you. The promised land speaks of the fullness of Father God and what always has been true of mankind. The Bible speaks of a new creation, not by the nature of a fallen Adam, but by the nature of Father God's essence in the last Adam, which is Jesus Christ, or as many say, Yahushua. Remember, Jesus said, I am Alpha and Omega, so in Him we are the beginning to the end. Just as He is, so are we. He taught us who we were always. Do not live out of a fallen identity or understanding. We have been born again by water and spirit. We were born again in the resurrection of the dead, falling understanding. In Christ, into a new life, where we discover and became aware that we are born of God from His loins from above, who we have always been in Christ. To experience promised land living, we must awaken to our true nature in our thinking and believing that Jesus taught us by His own life who we are and have always been. Live out of that understanding today. Do not believe the religious lies as the first Adam partook from them. Stop believing for something to come. Believe what is true of you already in Father God here and now in Christ Jesus. Live in the nowness of Father God. Agree with Father God of what He created you to be and what He has spoken through the Son and the Apostle Paul and all the other Gospels and the New Testament. You are the righteousness of Father God in Jesus Christ. When we continue to do things that people call sins, it's because we keep living a mistaken identity life. We mistake our living as the first Adam. Well, guess what? The first Adam doesn't exist anymore. Because the last Adam. The last Adam which is Jesus Christ. 
overcame the la- the first Adam. So the last Adam now is who you are supposed to identify. If Jesus Christ was a son of God, you're a son of God. If Jesus Christ is holy, you are holy. If Jesus Christ is whole, you are whole. If Jesus Christ is complete, you are complete. Remember, he is the head and you are the body. If the head is seated at the right hand of the Father, the body is seated at the right hand of the Father. There's no difference. Go into the mirror. Go into the mirror if you want. Look at yourself. Does your head differ from the body? Is it severed? Is it cut off? No. The same blood that pumps through your heart goes through your legs, through your arms, through your brains. It goes to all the organs of your body. Well, guess what? The same nature, holiness, wholeness, completeness of Jesus Christ that runs through his body is you. Runs straight through you. It's the same thing. His nature runs through your body. His nature. His holiness, his wholeness, his completeness. Everything that he is, you are, because you are his body. So you are the righteousness of Father God in Jesus Christ. Remember, you are seated with him in the heavenly. You and Father God are one. There is no difference in his essence and your essence. And this truth is found right on your own body. Your head is not of different essence of your body. So also is with Christ. He is a head and we are his body. There is no difference in the godly essence of who we are. We were quickened. We were raised. And we are seated with him in the heavenly. Believe this and thou shalt be set free. Awaken to Father God's righteousness. I'm trying to set you free here from rituals, from daily activities. Do you remember the story of Mary and Martha? Mary was sitting at the bosom or at the feet. Of Jesus Christ. Listening to what he was speaking. And Martha was so busy. Going to and fro. Preparing food. Preparing this. Doing that. Doing all sorts of things. And she comes. And and asks Jesus. Aren't you going to tell Mary to help me? And Jesus responded. What Mary chose, it will not be taken away from her. Isn't that beautiful? So what was Mary doing? He was resting in Jesus Christ. She was resting, 
at his feet. She wasn't doing all these activities that, oh, we got to do this for the church. Oh, we got to go do that for the church. Oh, we got to go over here. Oh, we got to go do this. No. That's what Martha was doing. But yet Jesus Christ loved Mary what she was doing. Sitting down right at his feet, listening to his words. Have you sat down at Jesus' feet and listened to his words? Or have you been listening to your pastor that has led you believe that if you are not baptized in his congregation, you cannot serve? If you are not baptized in his congregation, you cannot sing? If you are not baptized in his congregation or delivered from demons or whatever they want to call it, you cannot do anything. The time has come where many will leave those businesses because they are not setting these people free. They are putting them more in bondage than what they have ever been. Being set free is realizing that you are already a complete vessel of Jesus Christ. You are his body. Jesus Christ already resurrected. So what are you waiting for? To accept what he has done, what he has finished. Be set free. Don't be tied down to religious activities or rituals or Sabbath days. Jesus Christ is our Sabbath. In Him we find our rest. And in Him we are already complete, holy, and whole. If you're looking for your healing... Don't go to your religious pastor ask for prayer. All you have to do is sit at his feet, listen to his words where he says, Do you want to be healed? Get up and take up your bed and walk. That's all he said. He didn't lay hands on anyone. He awakened those that were sick to their true identity in Father God and who they are. Whole, holy, and complete. Isn't that amazing? So be set free. Let go of the religious craziness that's going on around this world. Be set free. Sit at Jesus' feet. Good night, good evening, or good morning. May you have a blessed day, a blessed evening, or a blessed night. Be set free. Well, it's a beautiful morning. Good Friday is about to end. And even though it's about to end, nobody ever spoke about the righteousness and the holiness that Christ fulfilled for all mankind 
dream. This one for Easter. Where were we made righteous? Only in our awareness. Where were we made holy? Only in our awareness. Where were we made perfect? Only in our awareness. Where were we chosen, called, saved, and made blameless? Only in our awareness. According to Colossians 1 verse 21, we were alienated and enemies only in our mind towards Father God. We embraced false religion, got amnesia, and forgot. We lost the awareness of who we have always been from before the foundation of the world, or as some translations say, before time began. We have made our salvation, righteous holiness, perfection, and chosenness time sensitive. Jesus' death exposed the lie that we were ever a sinner at the core constitution of our being and his resurrection revealed the truth of who we have always been. Jesus said at the cross, at the cross, it is finished. Even before he took his last breath and died. Thereby exposing the lie of lies. The word it means the baffling wind of the lie of self. Ever being separate from spirit or father God. In the father's perspective of spirit. It had always been finished. Jesus' resurrection revealed how truly finished it had always been. In 2 Corinthians 5 verse 19 it states that God was in Christ Jesus reconciling the world unto himself. One of the meanings of the word reconciling means to agree. Our awareness must be in agreement with our spirit in order to actually experience this oneness. You, I did not hear that today at all. From all these meetings at churches, nothing was spoken about it. The only thing was spoken about how Jesus died, went to the heart of the earth for three days, and rose again on the third day. They never taught you or teach you or taught you what was done within those three days. Many have failed to comprehend that we have always had all things pertaining to life and godliness. But we have merely failed to be aware of that reality. Salvation is a discovery. It is an awakening of what has always been. Jesus came to seek and to save that 
which was lost, which was our awareness. The awareness that we are perfect, the awareness that we are holy, the awareness that we are righteous, the awareness that we are sanctified, the awareness that we are redeemed, the awareness that we are one with Father God. When we become aware of who we have always been, or when we awake or wake up to our origin, it can be said of us that we are born again, or born from above, or awakened to the reality that we were squeezed out of spirit. We are a life-given spirit. I never say that we are God or Father God, but that He is us. It is Christ as us. We are the body of Christ, which Paul declared as a many-membered man. We are born we are bone of his bone and flesh of his flesh. We desperately need a paradigm shift in this area in order to truly preach and teach the gospel of good news rather than another gospel and another Christ. Nobody has taught anything during this Easter about what was really revealed and what was finished in the crucifixion death, burial, quickened, raised, and seated of our Lord Jesus Christ. Just to let you know, we were all crucified. We were all buried. We all died. We were all quickened. We were all raised. And we are all seated at the right hand of the Father in Jesus Christ. Now that will be another podcast in the future. Six things that we were united in Jesus. The fulfillment of what he fulfilled or what Father God fulfilled in Jesus the Christ. Eternity is not a dimension that was before time and will once again be after time is over. But rather, eternity is now. The now which is Father God Himself. The now that encompasses, circumscribes, and permeates time as He imminently and seek with His creation, yet all the while transcending it. We are all at this very moment living in time within eternity. Time being a temporal dimension within eternity not interrupting eternity. Somewhat accurately yet cruelly illustrated by Plato's idea that our present existence is like that of a man living in the darkness of a cave with a little light filtering in from the outside world while he is largely ignorant of that world 
that gives larger meaning to his cave existence. But when we are enlightened to affirm that I am is the ultimate ground of all being, our own included, our dwelling day shall have come to an end in the brightness of the eternal day, which is Christ himself. I am, our being and nature is a matter of eternal birthing, proceeds out from being the being in whom we have our being. And Father God is the one who does the birthing. I'm really talking about Father God giving birth. I'm really talking about really being born of God. The conventional evangelical idea of being born of God falls short of the truth that God giving birth to us is. Wouldn't you know first and foremost God's experience? Do we realize that the experience is being born of God is first God's experience within him, herself, before it becomes our experience. We've all been conceived in the birth out of Father God, rebirth or being born again or born from above, from the seed of Father God, existence and experience. Is about being reconnected to, remembering, being awakened to, and realizing in time the truth that we have been. And from eternity, born of Father God. You didn't hear that either. No. All they made you do on this Easter weekend is just made you fall within your feelings. They showed you how they crucified Christ and you went boo-hoo-hoo-hoo. They showed you how they resurrection of Christ and you boo-hoo-hoo-hoo-hoo and then jump up and down for joy because of the resurrection. Just touching on your feelings. Just playing with your feelings. So you can get emotional attached. But yet, they never taught you the truth of it all. Father God didn't send us a correct theology. Father God acted demonstrating the lie to be a lie through the death and resurrection of Christ. And he will convince every man in due time of the truth and birth in each one the Son of God and the faith of the Son of God. We can rejoice that the light of truth has and will overcome the darkness of the lie. Scripture speaks of the light of the glory of God. 2 Corinthians 4 verse 4 and 6. And that the knowledge of the glory of God shall cover the earth. Habakkuk 2 verse 14. We see in this the total dispelling of darkness to complete banishment from the light. The swallowing up of darkness by the light, by the outshining of the riches of divine being in Christ. Soak in the love of Father God. Likewise, I encourage my fellow believers to soak 
in the truth of our true identity in Christ and be patient toward being convinced that their life is in with Christ in God so that when Christ who is our life is revealed then shall you also be revealed with him in glory Colossians 3 3 and 4 what I'm saying is that as we hear Paul say to us knowing this that our old self was crucified with him Romans 6 6 that we must not think that a mere intellectual assent to the sublime idea is what Paul meant by knowing. It must be revealed to us by the miracle of divine light that indeed our own man or self lives no more, or self lives no more. And any pretense that there is any continuity of the same is a lie whether it is presented to us in words or in the form of actions. We must soak in the truth until we truly know, to know as we are known. 1 Corinthians 13 verse 12 You didn't hear that either on Easter. You didn't hear that nowhere in the churches where people congregated, you didn't hear anything of that. The only thing you heard was emotional talk. Get you emotional attached so you can give a thousand dollars, ten thousand dollars, twenty thousand dollars. Maybe give your car, your house to them. I don't know. I don't know what you guys do. I can tell you one thing. I don't need to give nothing for God to give me that healing because I'm already whole. I'm already complete. I'm already righteous. I'm already perfect because of Christ. Because of Him, I am what I am. One more clarification is needed. Christians believe that all men must face the crisis, Greek word for judgment, of encountering him who will settle for nothing less than our salvation. That crisis must be faced on this side of life or the other and always involves that which is symbolically portrayed as the lake of fire and brimstone. Brimstone is translated as sulfur. Revelations 19 and 20, 20, 14 through 15, where our false persona and all that pertains to death and Hades are consumed and refined out of us in order to free us to be what we are in Christ. Father God in His love is that consuming fire. That's on that's in Hebrews for Hebrews twelve. The sacrificial death of Christ that meets every need in man to be reconciled to Father God. Christ had to die because we were dead. And we were dead because we were appointed to die. Hebrews nine verse twenty seven. 
And we were appointed to die because paradoxically, our ultimate destiny is life and life abundant. The very life of God is to be our life. And only the experience of death can prepare us for this life. The extremity of need, which is death, is the only worthy complement to the bounty of his life. Death is a spiritual vacuum that, when exposed to the life of Christ, whose life is perfect union with Father God, causes us to fill lives with life. Death is the compression of the spirit of man like the compression of the bulb on a syringe. The result being that when the compression is released, we suck in the water of life. Christ was named Emmanuel, God with us, and he joined us in our death that we might join him in his life. He was subjected to death so that in the flesh, as one of us, and as our forerunner, the first fruits, 1 Corinthians 15, verse 20 and 23, the first fruits of all mankind, we or he would be raised from the dead by the glory of Father, so that we too may live a new life. Romans 6, verse 4. The last enemy, death, was defeated by being forced to be an instrument for life and then it is vanquished forever you didn't hear that either on this Easter weekend it didn't they just showed you pictures of Christ being brutal Assaulted. But they never told you or explained to you what happened. A lot of a lot of these pastors say that he was killed, that he was murdered, that the Jews killed him, that the Jews uh, murdered him, and all these lies. Well, guess what? Nobody murdered Jesus. What does the word say? And love is this. That he laid down his life for the world. The scripture states in John in 1 John 3 verse 2. That when we see him as he is, we will be like him. Put that in your awareness. Put that in your mind. If you see him glory, if you see him righteous, if you see him perfect, what does 1 John 3 verse 2 says? That when we see him as he is, we will be like him. I have often used the illustration where the word like is concerned. Of two chairs side by side which are alike, but yet they are separate. Therefore, I am not very fond of the word like when used in the context of being like him. 
We are not like him, yet separate. But we are one as Christ in this world. In fact, the scripture states in 1 John 4 verse 17 that as he is, so are we in this world. Christ is indivisible. We never been separate. We are of him. We are his body. Referring to the fact that we are of the same life. The word of infers that we came out from his life and are of his life. In Genesis 1 verse 26 it states in the original text that we were squeezed out of him. We are of his image and likeness, meaning manner, fashion, and similitude. A further meaning is that we are of the same class, substance, and life. There is only one life, one spirit, and one substance. Now the problem has been that when he came here, we simply forgot our origin, and Jesus in his resurrection revealed the truth of our being. Thus, the term born again means to remember our origin, to remember our nature, to remember from the beginning. Consequently, there is no Christ and us. There is only Christ as us. We are the body of Christ, bone of his bone and flesh of his flesh, according to Ephesians 5 verse 30. Jesus came to reveal the Father or the I amness of our life. Jesus never pointed to himself, but always pointed to the I am within himself, his inner life within, to reveal the I am of ourselves. He stated that he only did and spoke what he saw and heard the Father or heard from the Father within him. Numerous times he stated that he of himself could do nothing, but that it was the Father in as him that did the works. And then he turned around and stated that he would even do greater than he did. There's only one life, and it is Christ our life, as the scripture declares. In Colossians 3 verse 4 it states that when Christ, who is who is our life, shall appear, then shall ye also appear with him in glory. The words who and is are not in the original Greek, therefore it is Christ our life. Why? Because there's only one life. Let us ponder the reality that we are not becoming like him, but we are as him in this world. We cannot become who we already are any more than we can enter a room that we are already in. Anything less than realizing oneness is a false sense of self and dualistic thinking. Jesus' death exposed the lies of duality and his resurrection revealed the truth of who we have always been from before the foundation of the world. John 15 verse 16 Ephesians 1, 3-4, and 2 Timothy 1 and 9. And, I, and this morning, I just want to say that 
you are perfect, you are holy, and you are righteous. Don't let religion make you think that you are not. Don't let religion think that you make you think that you have to do something to be right with God. Or that you have to do something or give something or give money or give a house or give a car or give whatever they ask for for you to receive your healing. You are already whole. You are already complete. And in this resurrection, don't look at what Christ went through just so you can get your emotions stirred up and you start boo-hoo-hooing and all this and that. Yeah, you can cry, but you cry because you know the truth. You start crying because you have believing lies. You have realized that you have believing lies, and that's why you will cry. And you will glorify Father God in your mind, in your heart, and in your body, and in your members. A smile. You are whole and complete in Christ Jesus. Don't listen to those pastors that tell you that you're going to hell because, because you saw or you heard or you did something you're not supposed to. <laughs> Don't believe that. Father God doesn't count sins against man. He sees the Christ in you. And if you see the Christ in you, you will see Him and you will be like Him. It's an awareness. You have to have that in your awareness. You have to put that in your mind and in your heart. Where is your fertile ground for that seed to fall? It is your spirit heart. It's not this heart that's pumping blood in your body. The heart... People always point to the heart with the finger like if it's that heart that's pumping their blood. That's not the heart that the Bible speaks of. It's the heart of the Spirit. That's your fertile ground. So whatever seed you put in there, the seed is your thought. If you think that you're righteous and holy, complete, whole, you plant that seed in your spirit heart, that's what you will manifest. If you don't believe me, you want healing, plant the seed that you are whole in the spirit or the heart of your spirit, which is the fertile ground, and watch how lovely your healing will manifest. If you don't believe me, well, then go and give 10000 Dollars, your house, go give your cars to those pastors that you believe they're going to heal you by laying hands on you. <laughs> your healing is already in you. All you have to do is believe. But if you don't believe, I can't make you believe. But God can bring you to that light of belief, of believing of what He said. I hope you like this Easter message that nobody, nowhere in the United States, nowhere in Mexico, nowhere in China, nowhere in the world 
will give you. This message is so strong and so powerful. If you're listening to it several times, you will realize who you are. And you will not need no pastor, no religion to teach you lies. Because you will know the truth. And the truth will set you free. You have a good weekend. Enjoy yourself. You know, enjoy your time with your family. Let them hear this message. Put this message tomorrow night, Saturday night, or Sunday morning. Put this message. Let them hear it. And I can promise you, if somebody in your family is sick and they hear this message, they will receive the healing because I'm not touching them. Because I'm not there with them but because when they hear they will understand that Christ is with them within them and that's the reason why they are whole and complete and holy and righteous until then enjoy your weekend good night